You know, Mickey Max has been crying all day. I've had the house to clean. I've been watching nothing but the same cartoons over and over and over again. And you know, honey, I really need some adult time. Okay, that's cool. I think you deserve some adult time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick up the phone and make some reservations at the nicest restaurant I can think of and take you out for a nice night on the town. <laughs> that sounds nice, but no, no, no. That's not the kind of adult time I'm talking about. I'm thinking we're going to stay right here in the house and it's time for you to do some work. <laughs> Live from the mysterious, mist-enshrouded mountaintop fortress that is X and Y Communications Headquarters, you're listening to X and Y on the Fly, the dating podcast, with your hosts, Scott and Emily. Alright, here we are, another episode of X and Y on the Fly, another long overdue episode, I might add. Yeah. This would be episode number 40. My name is Scott McKay. And I'm Emily McKay. And today we've got uh, what I think is really a different topic. Oh, yes. We're going to talk about having a relationship between a man and a woman Mm -hmm. when you've got kids involved. (laughs) That could be a challenge. Oh, we know for sure it's a challenge. Now, we're going to pretty much approach this from two different angles. All right. We're going to talk about when you're dating and one or the other is a single parent. Okay. Right. Right. Then we're going to talk about what happens after, you know, you're together in a long term relationship and you actually have a kid and how that affects your life. Babies, especially. Well, usually most of these children are born at a very young age. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, presumably, unless, you know, you're in the business of adopting teenagers from foster homes and stuff. But we don't want to digress. We're going to keep this one simple. What do you say? All right. But before we get launched into all that, we have a few announcements, don't we? We sure do. First and foremost, it's very exciting to announce that you, Emily, are going to be Christian Carter's guest for his December edition of Interviews with Dating Experts. I know. I feel so honored to be on there. It's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty much the big time. You have become a dating guru. I sure have. Right on. And uh, we've already put the outline together for that. We did. And we're off to Los Angeles to record that actually face-to-face with Christian Carter this Mm -hmm. week. That's right. So, yeah, pretty cool stuff. Can't ask for better. Right. And if you already have Christian Carter's book, Catch Him and Keep Him, that's pretty cool because you're already going to get a disc with Emily's name on it sometime in early December. Mm-hmm. If you're not already, we'd love to send you to www.deservewhatyouwant.com front slash Christian. And you can sign up to get his book and be on this uh, monthly series right there and get Emily's disc next month. That's right. You don't want to miss it. It's full of great information. And, you know, we're not going to say too much right now, but you've got a new program coming up that's going to be released concurrently with that. That's right. And that's going to be called the Attraction Makeover. We're not going to divulge any more details about it right now, but suffice it to say it's going to be completely different than anything you've ever seen. I've done some different stuff here. Yeah, pretty cool. So uh, the other thing we have to announce is that if you're on Facebook, So are we, and we've got easy-to-remember URLs that you can get to. The first one is profile.to, front slash Emily McKay, and that's your profile. Okay. And mine is profile.to, front slash Scott hyphen McKay. I happen to have cratered my Facebook account that was Scott (laughs) McKay. Had to rebuild it from scratch, 
And well, you know, you have yeah. to come up with a new URL after that. But yeah. we hope that you'll add us as friends. We uh, interact very much with all our friends on Facebook. And there's also a Facebook page for XMI Communications. And that is at www.deservewhatyouwant.com front slash Facebook, of all things. How easy is that? All right. So sign up, become a fan. We'd love to have you there. And uh, like we said, we send messages out. And we also have a Facebook group called Cool Stuff from XMI Communications. You can surf that out and uh, sign up. I'm signed up. I'm signed up too. I give myself free stuff. <laughs> And we give out all kinds of special reports and audio programs, and that is all F-R-E-E free. You can't get much better than that. No, not less expensive either. No, absolutely not. So with all that said, let's dive right into our program today. Oh, yes. Now, <laughs> you, you seem particularly excited about that. I like this topic. Why? Because it's fun. Well, yeah. I mean, it's fun to have kids. They can be a real pain in the tuchus sometimes. Well, that and the relationship part is fun, too. With the kids or with each other? Oh, with each other. Yeah, I know. Well, a lot of times if you don't have kids, if you've never had kids and you start dating someone who is a single mom or a single dad, that can be kind of awkward. I would imagine. Because if you don't know how to deal with kids, then you're not going to know how to deal with her kids if you're a guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had no idea what to say to a two-year-old kid before I had one. That's true. It is a different world. I mean, I would walk up to parents and go, what is your kid about three or four? And, you know, the mom would go, oh, she's six months old. (laughs) (laughs) That's how clueless I was about kids. And I mean, I'm the oldest of three siblings, too, and that's how clueless I was. Mm -hmm. But, you know, once you actually do have kids in your life, there's some major differences that go on, don't you think? Absolutely. A lot of things change once kids enter the picture. Yeah, for one, I think when moms have kids... Well, when women have kids and become moms, is that a better way to put it? Probably. I think they don't get freaked out by as much stuff. I don't think they're as afraid of much stuff. And I don't think they're as grossed out by stuff anymore. No, the kids help us get over all that. Like young women, you know, they're like, ew, I don't want to bait my own hook and stuff like that. (laughs) You know, this is a Uh non-issue when a mom happens. Well, because we have to deal with the spitting up, the being sick, the, you know, everything you can possibly imagine that happens with kids. The snotty nose, everything. The diapers. The diapers. So once you've gotten past that, there's not much else that's worse. Well, I think that's pretty cool because in a very real way, that takes a lot of pressure off the guy. Because guys don't have to have everything completely perfect. I think single moms are a lot more forgiving. Like when stuff gets spilled on first dates and things like that. Right. And I also think single moms can appreciate a guy with a goofy sense of humor instead of being Mr. Suave. Well, yeah, because they need someone who has that goofy sense of humor to interact with their kids. And I think that when a guy becomes a dad, he redevelops this goofy sense of humor that he lost (laughs) sometime when he was a kid. Oh, yeah. It's like the kid inside of them just jumps out. And that's actually a very cool thing. It's attractive. Right. So when single moms and single dads get together, they're kind of on a different plane that people who aren't parents yet really don't get. Not yet, at least. But I do think it's attractive. I think there's... There's this sort of weird sense that when single parents date, a lot of the pressure is inherently off the table. That's because they have so much in common. Think about it. They've already experienced the same problems with the kids as far as them getting sick, as far as them going through all kinds of stuff, as far as them getting involved in the relationship. And that includes interrupting them, not interrupting them. So it really makes a difference as far as rapport. They can actually understand each other, whereas someone who doesn't have kids doesn't quite understand, and it makes a difference when it comes to how the man and the woman is going to respond to each other. 
let's say for example he doesn't have kids and he's upset or irritated with yours well because he doesn't have that love or affection you're not going to be as understanding towards that well he won't be as understanding well neither will she because he's going to want to do something about it and she's not going to let it happen what do you mean well if the kids are misbehaving he's going to want to do something about the kids like you know just he would like for them to behave throw a blanket all over them tie it up toss them <laughs> in the lake well, for example, let's say, for example, she has a three-year-old, and, you know, you've heard the terrible twos. Right. That's also the terrible threes. It, it morphs into it. That's what I was going to yeah. say. It, it's not just at two years of age. It lasts up until the age of three. Or 18. Right. So if the kid's acting up, as a lot of them do, and that's very normal, he may not understand that or think, well, you know, this woman should be doing something about this. And he'll get irritated by it. And, of course, she's going to get irritated by the situation as well. Well, let me ask you this. Should he have even met the kids yet anyway? I mean, how far into the relationship are we talking? That's a good question. I mean, can a woman who has some kids casually date some guys who maybe aren't beholden to children of their own, get out of the house a little bit, as long as she's really good about not introducing him to the kids? Until the relationship gets serious? Maybe when they're exclusive, for example. That's a good idea. Well, I mean, it's a good idea not just because he can't handle the kids, but just because you don't want to have this parade of people being introduced to your children. Because I think children are a lot smarter than I ever gave them credit for before I had any. Right. Well, I've talked to some of my friends who had parents who did that, who introduced everybody in this whole world just about. Five dozen uncles, right? <laughs> exactly. And uh, believe it or not, it's... 100%. Each person who's related that information to me has always told me how much they disliked that or how much it really irritated them. And they hold a lot of resentment towards that. Yeah. The kids are just not going to believe that these are all just your platonic friends. Yeah, they're smarter than that. Like I said. Yeah, exactly. So waiting until at least you're thinking this could be somewhat of a future-oriented relationship right. is probably a good thing. Right. So Definitely. sleeping over at night isn't one of those things uh, we could do, huh? Well, you know what? I would break that rule. You know, this is going to sound bad. I'm going to get hate mail for this. But I would break that rule if the kids were like under, say, two years old and were already asleep by the time the boyfriend or girlfriend got there. Right. Now, obviously, you don't want to leave the house and go over the boyfriend or girlfriend's house and leave your kids home alone. <laughs> That's but sort of know, a felony, you know? But there's a problem with that. That leaves out the romance and actually going out and doing things that are fun. And that just leaves the relationship towards just sex only if that were to happen. Well, granted, but it is still kind of exciting to have someone sneak into the house late at night. <laughs> I guess it would be. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, you're going to have to get babysitters. Yes, absolutely. That's a big part of this. Let's talk about that for a second. Okay. What if you're a single mom and you've got a bunch of kids and obviously... You know, a bunch of kids could be one, <laughs> you know, you feel like you have a bunch of kids. If you're a single mom, you've got to work all day, even if you have one child. Right. That's a huge, huge responsibility. And if you live in a city where you don't have friends or family. Right. And so you don't really have someone to leave your kids with. Right. But you're eventually going to have to find a nanny or somebody who can watch the kids for a few hours while you can get out and actually date. You have to have someone you can trust. Now, here's something that a woman can do if she's in this situation and doesn't have any friends yet. Tell us. Well, there's... Places online that you can actually find friends, like meetup.com. Oh, that's a good one. And meet other mommies in your same circumstance. Right. And now you've done this. Yeah, I've done this. And so you get to know these other moms and get to develop some really great friendships to where you both trust each other and you can leave, you know, trade off. It's like a support network. 
Exactly. And especially if you're low on funds and it's, you know, let's face it, it's hard as a single parent to raise children and go to work and do everything and be able to afford stuff. So if affording a nanny is difficult, this is a great option. You know, I think that's an incredibly powerful idea. Now, some people may be listening and they're going to go on to meetup.com and it's exactly the way it sounds, M-E-E-T-U-P dot C-O-M. Right. And they're going to say, okay, single moms support group or single moms meet up or something like that. And they're not going to find one. What you can actually do is ante up to 75 bucks and start up your own group. I know. That's what I did. That way you're in control of your group. You get to have more fun with it. You get to be, you do what you need to do to that group. Right. And you're kind of seen as the leader. So you've got social proof already. Oh, absolutely. That's right. the way to do it. Yeah. I mean, you know, and here's a hint also. You can just have a group for people who are unmarried in general. Or if you're a guy listening to this, you can also uh, look for a group that has a common interest. Yes. And, you know, I guess that would work for women, too. Just find a group with a common interest and expect to meet people of both genders there. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to meet members of the opposite sex or motos, as we like to call them, in your metro area. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. It's a great way to become the center of your social circle, too, if that group doesn't exist yet, the one that you're looking for. Right. Makes you more attractive. Right. Even if you live in a small town of like 5,000 people, let's say, mm -hmm. a small town, 2,000 people. Right. You could start a general meetup group just for social interaction. Mm -hmm. You know, you could keep the subject more broad and then you could become the master of your social circle in that town. Yeah. And it doesn't require much work. No, it requires $75. And if you're, you know, enterprising at all, you can collect $10 worth of annual dues from people who sign up and actually make money off it. Yes. <laughs> if nothing else, at least break even and have a little money for maybe the Christmas party. Right, exactly. But this is a tremendous, tremendous opportunity for people who are single parents, not only to meet like-minded people. You know, you could have single parents meet up and actually meet people to go on a date with. Oh, that would be awesome. Right. So, you know, once you build that circle, you could also have this other meetup group that's just for single moms. So you can build that all-important network of women who trust each other, who can watch kids for each other while the other ones go on dates. Right. It's a wonderful support group. If you never tried it, try it. It's ingenious, really. Yeah, it's a new way of looking at it. So let's say you're a mom, and here's the cliche, but it's really very true. The kids have to come first. Oh, yeah. You, you got to spend time with the kids, enjoy them. But you can't enjoy them if you're completely stressed out and you're completely always working and coming home, cooking, cleaning, doing everything for them, going to bed. And if this is your life, your kids are only going to get as much joy out of you as you have for yourself. So you're going to have to make time for yourself so that you can re-energize your batteries and get started and get ready. Be refreshed so that you can be a great mom. I'll tell you what, it's like someone who works really hard and never takes a vacation. At some point, sooner get, than later... You get burned out. You get burned out, you hit a wall, and then you're not as effective on the job. Well, it's like running a car and empty. Running it on fumes, they can only do it for so long. Yeah, and then it just runs out of gas. Yeah. So, single parents, mom or dad, they may think, okay, you know what, I'm a hero here, I've got these kids, I work, I'm going to be really strong, I'm just going to keep the pedal to the metal... I'm not going to faint out here. I'm not going to uh, lose it. And what they really needed to do was push this guilt aside about their kids coming first and realize they have got to go have some social time with people their own age. Yes, it's important. And I can understand the guilt because initially I used to feel this way myself. Mm -hmm. 
And it took me a while to finally understand how important it is to take the time to pamper yourself and how that really made a difference on how I interacted with my family as well as with my son. And it made it made the whole family much happier. Right, because you have had this time, this downtime, to, like you said so eloquently, recharge your batteries. I mean, literally, it's giving you more energy. And you're not going to be snapping your kids' heads off. You're not going to be so cranky. Right. You're going to actually be a better better mother because you have spent time away from them getting your social outlet. Yes, and even my son noticed the difference and would make a comment. This he is very real. That. He actually appreciated it when I took the time to take care of myself. Yeah, you know, and having been a single dad with full-time custody of my daughter, man, waking up in the morning, learning how to do her hair, you know, I learned what hair conditioner actually was for when I had my daughter here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I won't go there, but who knew, right? So basically, you know, I would do that, take her to daycare, work all day, pick her up, go do fun things with her, tuck her in bed at night, read a story, hopefully guzzle down a beer and watch 30 minutes of Sports Center, and then wake up the next morning and do it all over again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, trying to have a dating life in the midst of that was very, very difficult. It seems almost unthinkable. Right. But at some point, you're going to have to take the time to schedule it. Pick one day out of the week, say, every Thursday I'm going to go out. So that means every Thursday I'm going to have to make arrangements as to who's going to take care of the kids. Mm-hmm. And make that your time. Exactly. Now, to you guys who are listening out there who are single dads, I want to tell you something straight up. All of this pickup artist stuff, everything you've pretty much learned about building rapport and uh, how to have day twos with women and all this rigmarole, it goes right out the window. I'll give you a great example. Instant messaging. Most of the PUA guys, most of the guys out there teaching dating and seduction advice in particular, say, oh, no, don't get on the instant message board with a woman. Don't get on Yahoo IM. Don't get on AOL because, you know, it's just a waste of time. Well, I'll tell you something. If you have got to be home watching children. And they're in bed asleep. And they're in bed asleep and you can't go out and you want to practice your skills with women and you can't exactly start jaw jacking on the phone because the kids are asleep. Instant message rocks. Oh, it does. I remember being single and I would be on instant message while my son was in the other room sleeping, of course, Mm -hmm. and I'm wide awake. It was really fun to be on there to have adults to have conversations with. Yeah. And you know what's really funny about that is I think guys in particular, you know, tell me if this is something women feel too. All right. But I think guys feel really self-conscious about reaching out to women they barely know and aren't dating yet. They're just starting conversations with, just kind of emailing for the first time on Friday or Saturday night because they feel like they have no life. They're just broadcasting as if they're skywriting <laughs> it in the sky. I have nothing to do on a Friday night. Will you please talk to me? I remember thinking that a few times myself. But here's the funny part. Once I got over myself, Okay. When when Danielle was living here with me on Friday nights, it sometimes just wouldn't work out, right? To go out. Well, I would get on instant messenger and man, my board would be lit up like a Christmas tree with single mommies. (laughs) It was just crazy. And they all just thought it was great that I talked to them. I mean, I had women wanting to go out on dates, wanting to do things, wanting to come over and teach me how to do my little girl's hair, bake cookies for us cook stuff for us, cook angel hair pasta for us just because I was reaching out to them on a Friday night. And you know what the magical, crazy thing was, Emily? What's that? 
because I handled myself, I guess, with the same measure of masculinity and confidence, and I wasn't apologizing for being there, there was a certain verisimilitude to it all. They were over there on the other side of their computers going, wow, this guy really is a single dad. He really does have a kid, and that's why he's not out on Friday night. He's one of us. Yeah, they sense the sincerity. Right, and that basically made it game on. And, you know, we could flirt, and we could talk like adults or whatever. Talk about kids. Talk about the kids, like I said, whatever, and really build some strong attraction that way. And I guarantee if there's guys out there who are single dads, they're thinking to themselves, I have never, ever heard what McKay's talking about on any dating advice outlet, book, audio program, podcast, anything, anywhere. But I'm telling you guys, it's absolutely true. You got to try it. Now, basically, there are women out there, because I think there's more single moms than single dads, going, amen, brother. Thank you for just validating all my instant messaging habits, right? <laughs> and I think that women wish there were more guys to talk to on a Friday night. I would imagine so. Because they don't have to work the next day. True. And that's what I noticed. So guys, you know what? If you're in the business of dating women 28 to 32, 35 years old, right? And they may have some kids. I don't know. They could be 23, 24 and be single moms. They could be 18 and be single moms. Whatever. If you're in the business of dating women who have children, roll the dice and fire up the IM on a Friday night if you don't have anything better to do. My guess is going to be that they're not going to think you're a loser. Yeah, we're not going to think that. Right. Especially if you had a date that canceled out on you that night. Whatever. Whatever Spin the it however you want. You're going to have this sea of women with nobody talking to them but other women. It's this hidden treasure chest of rapport building. Wow, it's like being in a candy store. Well, it really is. Now, I don't know about doing the online dating thing, like sending first emails to women Friday night at like 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock. But I will tell you this. Sending first emails, this is a freebie, this is off topic, but it's a freebie. Sending first emails to women on Friday or Saturday night about 6.30 or quarter to 7 is golden. Hmm. Sometimes they'll email you right back and go, well, what are you doing tonight? Are you planning anything? Are you going out? And then you can always say, oh, yeah, I am or whatever. Or maybe they're hinting that, hey, you know what? I don't have anything to do tonight. You're the last guy who emailed me before this Friday night. So, and uh, we're hoping like, uh, is he going to get around to asking you me out? Or yeah. whatever? Yeah, you know. Come on, big boy. Yeah, and there's nothing at stake there because it's, you know, 6.45. You don't look like a loser till I don't know, about 8 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's like the bewitching hour of loserdom online is like 7.30, 8 o'clock. Uh -huh. If you start emailing women at like 8.45 on a Friday night, they're going to be scratching their head going, hmm. Now, if you pop up on I am like at 1 in the morning. You could have just gotten home. Yeah. <laughs> See how this very works? Very interesting date. Yeah. Wow, the games we play with each other, right? Oh, we do. You know what? I'm not going to mention any names, but you know, now that you and I have a life and we kind of work for ourselves, Friday nights and Tuesday nights are basically the same thing. Because you know, we have our son here. You know, we can go out whenever we can. It's not like Friday or Saturday night is this magical weekend night for us. True. So you know, we can be at home on a Friday night. Yeah. It's shocking how many times I get text messages or calls or emails from my fellow dating guru buddies on Friday and Saturday night, and they're working. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm sure everybody out there is thinking, like, you know, these guys have these wild playboy party lives. But, man, most of these guys are workaholics. <laughs> I mean, I've just figured it out. I mean, there's probably 10 or 12 guys that I can pretty much expect to hear from on Friday and Saturday night to talk shop 
It's pretty much amazing. So I think especially if you're a single mom or dad, you've got to get over yourself when it comes to communicating on weekends and kind of having that shyness about it. You know, that sort of self-consciousness that, oh, you know what, I can't be found talking to people online on Friday or Saturday night. Well, I know. They have to get over it, though, because that's when you're going to find other people at home, especially moms. I can tell you that every other weekend, I was definitely home. Well, <laughs> let me tell you something. So was I. But like I said, I would find the time, in the context even within a work week, there was a lot of lunch dates when Danielle was at daycare. Yes. That's that's a tip right there in and of itself. Oh, yeah. I, remember, I forgot about that. I oh, would you do did that. that. I did lots of lunch dates because... I didn't have to worry about who's going to be watching David. Right. Breakfast dates before work. Uh -huh, I did that too. Right after work. Oh, yes. In that little window of time where you can go to happy hour before, before you, you have, have to. Before you have to pick up the kid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, you don't want to overextend the boundaries and never see your kid again. <laughs> no. But you are just simply adding a little extra time there. Yeah. The first meetings, like, you know, the whole vetting out process of people you're meeting online. Right. It doesn't take long. You meet up with them, spend 30 minutes, maybe an hour, and then you're done. Starbucks in the morning, lunchtime. You're right. And the best part is there is a timeline on it. And I like the fact that I didn't have to sacrifice my son's time to do it. Right. But you still have to get out of the house and have some nights out when you know yes. there's someone you really like. Yes. No question about it. See, now all these things are very specific to single parents, but you never hear about this stuff elsewhere. No. And ultimately, yeah, you have to create attraction. You have to build rapport. You have to make a woman feel safe if you're a guy. You have to be feminine if you're a woman, mm -hmm. masculine if you're a man. But see, all the games, all the show, all the techniques and trickery and hiding behind something that's kind of a false version of making you look like a man or making you look like a woman if you're a woman, all that kind of disappears into the background out of necessity. Out of survival. Out of survival because you have this busy life with kids. And, you know, your pride's pretty much done. <laughs> you know, you got kids. You change diapers if you're a mom, you know. And if you have older kids, you've dealt with all the BS out there. So <laughs> right, exactly. You've learned how to spot it. Right, exactly. You know, it's just really hard to game someone who has teenage children. Oh yes. I mean, let's make that preteen children. Oh yes, absolutely. I mean, if they're anything past sixth grade, they've tried to game you already. You're wise to it. <laughs> hey, second grade, it's already started. Yeah, some of those kids start pretty early, don't they? Oh yeah. Now let's talk for a second about what happens when you actually meet the love of your life, like we did. Right. And you go ahead and have a kid. Now, first thing that happens is the pregnancy. That's the easy part. Well, I mean, you know, women can get some hormones going. Their appearance changes. A lot of times women think that guys don't think they're attractive anymore when they're pregnant. Uh, us moms had that conversation this past week. Yeah, and you know what? A lot of times... Women are thinking, well, you know, should we have sex? You know, is something going to happen to injure the baby? You know, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> you know, that's I kind of a strange mental image. But uh, I think can we the baby see? Can the baby see what's going on? Right. You know, I think we can answer that one definitively. Uh, no. <laughs> but here's something I think I would like to tell the women out there who are listening. All right. I want to hear from some of the guys out there if you think I'm completely going awry here or whether I'm right on. I'm listening. I think if a guy loves a woman, he's with the right woman, and she's bearing his child, she's going to be extremely, extremely sexy to him when she's pregnant. 
And if a guy is with a woman that way, he needs to reassure her. Especially, you gotta remember, sure. the hormones are going crazy. And a lot of the women, we've been taught, we've been brainwashed to think you have to look like a model. And goodness knows, our bodies don't look that way. So let your woman know how beautiful she looks that way and how much you appreciate that she's pregnant and that she looks great pregnant. You know, about 10, 15 years ago, it's probably 20 now, time flies, Demi Moore was on the cover of Vanity Fair Pregnant. Mm -hmm. And that kind of lit women up. You know, it was kind of like this huge social message that was like, you know, I'm pregnant and I'm beautiful and you can be too. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of women are really self-conscious about their pregnancies and how they look, their appearance. Yeah, even though in today's age, a lot of women come out and they're being very prideful of their bellies and there's all kinds of pictures where people, (laughs) mommies take pictures of their bellies and stuff. Sure. That's a small percentage of women. There's still a Uh lot more than that. They're more self-conscious and really feel unattractive when they're pregnant. Now, notwithstanding that, I am sure there are guys out there who are IJs, idiot jerks, and realize that now that their woman's pregnant and she's stuck with a baby, he's going to go play around and she'll probably never leave, even if he gets caught. And unfortunately, there's some truth to that. Yeah, but that's, that's just being a chicken if you're a guy. Right. I mean, that has no character whatsoever. So we're going to assume that the guys in our audience don't behave like that. No. But I still think guys can say some insensitive things. And I think there's some guys out there who think their women are gross when they're pregnant. But guys, you need to start thinking about it in terms of that woman is carrying your child. And we go through a lot to carry children. And I'll tell you what, if you make that woman feel terrific about carrying your child, she is going to glow and actually live up to being sexy and beautiful for you. You know what? I think that happens even when she's not pregnant. That is true. It does. I think when you are a man who leads, when you're the leading man, like I talk about so often, and you actually build your woman up and help her self-esteem, tell her she's beautiful, tell her you care about her, she is more beautiful. She does glow more in your presence. Mm-hmm. You will be more pleased with her because you said the word. Well, you made you her spoke f- it into being. You've made her feel good and be happy. And anytime somebody's happy, they're going to glow. Exactly. You have spoken it into being by leadership. That's the power of being a man. Powerful. It is powerful. You know, the more we respect and show positive concern for the women in our lives, the more we validate their beauty, the more beautiful they are. Well, you can only get good things when you put good things into it. Right, exactly. I mean, I know guys who are married to beautiful women, and within 18 months, they're not beautiful women anymore. No, absolutely not. But that's because they're married to the wrong man, or she was thinking, I have to be beautiful just long enough to catch him. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about there may be something more to this than the woman just got complacent and started eating bonbons and let herself go. Right. There's a lot of issues going on. I think the guy needs to lead. I think he needs to be directly responsible for saying, you know, you are my beautiful wife. Now, it goes a long way to say stuff like, I really like when you do that really special something. Like, I like the way you paint your nails. It just turns me on. Right. That makes her want to do her nails so that she can turn you on. A lot of times we want to know what turns you on specifically so that we can do that. And if we don't know, well, why bother? I like the fact that you're plowing me up with your long red nails. (laughs) Even as we're talking about this on this podcast, or, it's, it's kind of turning me on. Oh, really? Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Well, continuing where I left off. And we have a baby. We do, don't we? <laughs> we, we eat our own dog food on this show, ladies and gentlemen. Just Completely. You know. yeah. Now, another thing, back to discussing how women let themselves go. Mm-hmm. If she does really wonderful things and he's taking it for granted and not showing 
any appreciation for the stuff that she does. Let's say she goes through the effort of doing her nails, she goes through the effort of spending an hour doing her hair, her makeup, putting on beautiful clothes, and he's like, eh, you're all right, you're okay. And completely blows it off. Takes her for granted. And if he looks at other women and completely ignores her, no matter how hard she tries to look great, she's going to give up. At some point, she is going to let herself go. Well, that's just being a bonehead. Either that or you settled. Well, I'm taking it from the context that he didn't settle. He just simply screwed it up. (laughs) Okay. So how do you resolve that? If you're at the point where she's already let herself go, Mm -hmm. you just need to approach her and say, Honey, you remember when you used to do this and that? I really liked it. And I think it would be great if we start doing certain things for each other again. A lot of times when a guy becomes a dad for the first time, he starts feeling the pressure. Oh, yeah. What pressure is that? Well, I've got to make more money. There's another mouth to feed. Um, Is she going to want more kids? Uh, How are we going to make ends meet? These are the kind of pressures a guy feels. Hmm. So a woman may need to help the dad feel good about himself, too. How can we do that? Tell us. Well, just tell him you're proud of him. Tell him you believe in him. Tell him you're behind him, Mm -hmm. that you believe in the path that he's taken the family. And of course, if you don't believe in that path, speak Mm -hmm. up. Both partners in a relationship should be able to express whatever they want to each other. That's what makes a relationship a relationship. Good and bad. They have to be able to express their feelings. Now, uh, some of the great ways to do this, Mm -hmm. and we've done it for each other before, is you you have a really good day one day or a bad one. Stop by a store and pick up a card. And tell the other one how much you appreciate. And, and be specific about what they've done. Say, I really appreciate about you've done this and how it's really important and how it's affected you. And you thought it was really nice and kind of them to do that. Well, you're thinking like a woman, though. That's what a guy should do for a woman. Oh, yeah? A woman should stop at the store on the way home, buy his favorite six-pack of beer, <laughs> come home and hand him one and say, I understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'll think that's the most amazing thing ever. I bought you beer before. You have. That's right. What about the sex life? Your sex life can take an utter, complete dive when there's a little kid. I mean, Mickey Mac, the kid didn't sleep. No, he didn't. And, he was, uh, we were on his schedule. I mean, when the kid needed fed, it was time to feed the kid. When the kid was crying, it was time to figure out why. The diaper needs changing, the diaper needs changing. And this can happen and will happen at the most inopportune time. <laughs> like last night. Oh, Mark, my goodness. It's still going on, folks. It's almost a year now. Yes, almost a year, and he still manages to uh, make game over in the middle of trying yeah, this, to... This kid's got a really vivid imagination. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> Mom and Dad are about ready to have fun. It's yeah. time to wake up and ruin it. Yeah, and you know, now that he's walking, I mean, the kid's not even a year old, and he's like running around the house, right? This kid's crazy. Getting into everything. Mm-hmm. If it's something that's not for him, he wants it. If it's something right. that's dangerous, he's all over it. Anything right. that's a toy or meant for a kid, forget it. Yeah, you know, it's just a constant chase all the time to keep Mickey Mac from hurting himself. And to keep the house from turning upside down. Wow, it's been a challenge. It's been one crazy year. Well, let's talk about how we've gotten past that. Okay. Well, the first thing is it's very tempting when you have a child to say, you know what, this poor up. kid. I give up. <laughs> well, that is really tempting, just to wave the white flag. But you can't do that. Especially if you want to have more kids someday, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, first of all, it's really tempting to say, you know, this child needs me. It's a poor, helpless little child. If it doesn't have its mommy and daddy in front of him all the time or uh-huh. her all the time, you know, life may not go on. Right. But one of the best choices we made was to help our son feel very comfortable with grandma and grandpa. 
Oh, yes. Very quickly. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, the separation anxiety thing never happened. No, he never had it. Rumor has it that it can be a little worse for little girls than little boys. But I think it's all in in training the child from a very early age. Now, it's not just Mickey Max who's not had the anxiety. This is my second son. I've done the same thing with both of them, and they've both done wonderful. Right. The trick is to get them used to people. In general. In general. The That's a good word. Yes. Get them used to being in people's arms as quickly as possible, and especially if you have someone that they're going to be staying with a lot, like grandparents or uncles and aunts, have them spend the night, even if they're a month old. Or yeah, while you're there. Old. Yes, exactly. Have Let them, them get used them. to it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that way you're not going to have trouble when they're a year old or six months old where they're screaming for mom because mom's not there. Now, I'll tell you what. Even if you don't have grandparents or someone you trust your infant child to in your metro area, you're still going to have to arrange time to go where someone is that you trust with your child. And perhaps deliver the child to the grandparents and then take a weekender from there. Yes, we've had to do that because my parents don't live nearby. Right. Well, they live relatively nearby. Relatively, but it's within still an it's hour. a drive. But I mean, even if you live like on the other side of the world, well, maybe that's a stretch. You, know, you can't just <laughs> flip on over to Australia from California or something. Right. But let's say you live in Texas and grandma and grandpa are in Kansas. Mm-hmm. And it would be a 12-hour drive to get there. You have to get on Southwest Airlines and make a weekend in Kansas. Right. And let grandma and grandpa take care of the children and go on. Or have grandma and grandpa come to Texas. Fly them in. You know, stock the fridge for them. Let them enjoy the baby for a while. And, you know, this can be overnighters if you're fortunate enough to have grandparents or someone you trust in town. But you've got to give yourself permission to go have quality time with each other. It's absolutely mission critical to your relationship with each other, isn't it, Emily? Oh, it is. Otherwise, your relationship starts to suffer and fall apart. Because, let's face it, mom's busy taking care of the baby. Dad's busy working. Mm -hmm. And when you are together, you know, you're focused on the child. It's screaming, it's crying, someone else is having to clean up after the house while the other one's still caring for the kid. You're really not having time to communicate. Yeah, and someone's out there saying, yeah, I'm not going to let this kid rule my household. Uh, wrong. <laughs> you never <Yeah>. had kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> Next, you got to remember, too, you're both at this point sleep deprived. Right. Oh, very yeah. Very cranky. Yes. Oh, the whole house is very uptight. Got to cut each other some slack. Yes. And the other kids. Right. And they've got to cut you some slack. <laughs> True. <laughs> So it's at its worst the first year, and then, of course, by the age of two, the only thing you have to deal with is just temper tantrums. That's not such a big issue. Yeah, I usually sleep through the night by then. Yes, and then right. everybody's not as cranky anymore. Yeah. But just get past the first year. It gets better. And that's right when you usually have another one. Yeah, start all over with the <laughs> yeah, chaos. Exactly. Wow. Well, I want to tell you something. All you all who are listening, having children is the most rewarding experience. It is. I mean, having a son for the first time at age 41 – it's, it's amazing. And, you know, you can put it off. You can enjoy your 20s. You know, I was doing wheelies on motorcycles in my 20s and not even thinking about getting married. I was the guy who didn't know what to say to a two-year-old kid back then, right? Mm-hmm. But now that they're here, I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, I wouldn't either. I was telling my friend today how much I love being a mommy. And, yes, you can have your own life. Yes, if you're a single mom or a single dad, you can go out there and meet motos and have it work for you. Yes, and you can still have the intimacy. <laughs> right. A little and bit of a challenge, but hey, we make it happen. That's right. And even after you're in a long-term relationship with someone and you have kids of your own together, you can make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the meetup group thing again. Golden, just golden. You have stay-at-home moms meetup group, and you could have a meetup group that's made up of women who just have preschool age toddlers and you can build that support group to babysit for each other yes. give each other a break yes you know ironically you're a stay-at-home mom but only because now you fired the boss well, being yeah. a dating guru makes you a stay-at-home mom of sorts that's right so you Still don't have work. to actually go to work or actually i could just say <laughs> i'm a work at home mom yeah that works too there's lots of us that way yeah even maybe. in my group we have work at home moms yeah pretty cool now, when it comes to intimacy and children, there's some challenges there because you can't do that while they're awake. You have to wait for them to sleep. Yeah, after they're about one, it gets a little weird. <laughs> now, here's some tricks. Okay. Especially Lock if you're the finding. No, wait. Now, especially if you're finding that you're. you're Shove wo- a pillow over your face when you have an orgasm. <laughs> now, especially <laughs> if you're finding your woman getting really tired. Go, I'm tired. I don't have the energy to do it tonight. And you're getting this over and over again. You're like. When is it you're ever going to be in the mood? Take there's, the bull by the horns. Wait, no, there's some, there's some actually some secrets here. Well, that's what you do when I'm too tired. Yeah, you have to do that. But for women, the key is we have to have energy, and mm-hmm. we're spending it a lot on our children. It takes a lot of energy physically and mentally to take care of them. And that's why, folks, I have a six-pack of adrenaline shots that I just stab right into her heart <laughs> right when I need to have it happen. No, I'm kidding. You've both gone to work. You both work full-time. You come home. She's taking care of the kids, bathing them, getting them ready for bed. If you can just spend a few minutes helping her get them to bed a little bit earlier or get the kids to bed maybe 30 minutes sooner Mm -hmm. and then spend some time, 30 minutes, unwinding, relaxing, getting rid of the parent hat and learning to be a couple. And not dropping aluminum and metal hookup parts on the hard kitchen floor right after the baby goes to sleep. You know, sounding like a drum set is being played in the kitchen. Now, now, wait. <laughs> that would probably be helpful to right. winding down rather than waking the kid up. Now, yeah. in that 30 minutes to an hour that you're actually trying to unwind from the chaos that happened that day. Right. Don't try to attack her and say, hey, baby, let's have sex. Come on, be a microwave. Just turn on. <laughs> yeah, that goes for the women, too. Right, Exactly. And so many men are guilty of this. I can't tell you how many of my girlfriends tell me this. Well, that's right up there with completely just laying. Well, no, no. Let me spit this out. Okay, spit it out. This is right up there with just absolutely laying into a guy with every issue, everything you need done, all kinds of drama as soon as he walks in from a hard day's work. Exactly. He just is not going to respond positively. It is not the time and place. you got to give the guy 10, 15 minutes with a beer in hand to chill out, then you can tell them all about what happened. Right. Happens. Same thing with the woman. Give her time to chill out, unwind, mm-hmm. and to Decompress. change gears and become a woman. Exactly. And if you give her that opportunity, she will open up and become sexual. Take a bubble bath. And she, you have to do it before she runs out of energy, before she hits that wall and needs sleep desperately. <laughs> so, in other words, you got to be real good at timing things. Yeah, she needs to have the energy. If she has energy and you've given her time to become a woman, to change gears, she will open up to you much easier than if you just try to hit it and bang it and do it when she's like at her most tired. You're not going to get nothing out of it. You know, what you just said is the best excuse for planning weekenders. Yes. Because if you have two or three days where the grandparents can watch the kids or somebody can watch the kids, you can unwind and you can stay unwound and actually enjoy each other's company. Right. And moms and dads, do not pick up the phone and call or text grandma and grandpa every 10 minutes to make sure <laughs> the kid's okay. The kid's okay. They will call you. 
Yes. Stay in cell range. They'll call you wait, if there's a problem. Wait. Grandma and grandpa have raised children. They already know how to raise grandchildren. And obviously their children survive. <laughs> they can get through it. They'll be exactly. fine. Okay, I think that wraps up this show. We thank you all for listening, as always. Today we've done something a little bit different. We talked about dating and relationships. Yes. Because you all have been asking for it. You've been asking for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we gave it to you. We did. We uh, let you more, have it. Probably a little bit more than what we need to, huh? <laughs> well, TMI has always been one of the most engaging parts of this show, I think. If you want to write us, you're absolutely free to. We answer every single email we get. Even now that our list is 14,000, 15,000 people, we still answer emails. Even with Mickey Mac around. Even with Mickey Mac around. We can't make podcasts as often, <clears throat> but <laughs> we can answer emails. My email address is scot at deservewhatyouwant.com. That's scott at deservewhatyouwant.com. And mine is emily at deservewhatyouwant.com. And you can write us anytime. Please keep them brief. The briefer your question, the more likely you're to get a thoughtful response from us. If you write us your entire life story, we really don't know what to do with that. That kind of makes our head explode. So just (laughs) write us short, brief questions, and we will get back to you. That's right. Join our Facebook group. Friend us on Facebook. And also MySpace. MySpace MySpace.com is where we are. You can actually go to a URL that I set up to make it easier. That's deservewhatyouwant.com front slash MySpace. And you can also follow us on Twitter. If you don't know what Twitter is, go to www.twitter.com and stare at the screen with a blank expression on your face, wondering how in the world this could be useful for anybody, but sign up anyway. And then within about 48 to 72 hours, it'll hit you upside the head why this is so cool. If you're on Twitter already, well, Follow us, www.deservewhatyouwant.com front slash Twitter. That's also twitter.com front slash Scott McKay if you want to do it in longhand. We'll be back at you again, hopefully not in two full months. No, I think it should be a whole lot better now. Yeah, I think Mickey Mac's actually starting to sleep more. His first birthday's coming up here in a, mm, a week and a half. Gosh, I can't believe it. I know, but life is starting to get normal again. Seems like just yesterday I was Johnny Bench down there catching my son. You hear that? Almost a year now, so you know what that means. You're going to want another one? <laughs> Isn't that usually what most couples do? <laughs> but I didn't Maybe think not. we were your everyday couple. I thought uh, we were a we're little not, bit we? out of the ordinary. Okay, so we'll do things up a little differently. Yeah, a little differently. Anyway, Twitter.com, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Follow us. We'll be back at you again soon with episode number 41 of all things. Until then, this is Scott McKay. And this is Emily McKay. Be good. And have fun. Copyright 2008. X and Y Communications Worldwide Media Casting Network. Visit Scott and Emily on the web and get the X and Y Communications newsletter at www.deservewhatyouwant.com. You can also join Emily's newsletter just for the ladies at www.keystobliss.com. Also, be sure to check out the brand new Dating Cast on iTunes or at www.x-net-media.com. This is Ed Roy Odom, and you've been listening to the X and Y on the Fly Dating Podcast.